Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 769, recorded live on September 2nd, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who is finally back with us, Dave Pillay. Dave. I, I didn't hear you say Dave Pillay. Oh. So I was waiting for that. I, I, I said the man who was finally back with us, Dave Pillay, right? Oh. I, I totally didn't hear the Dave play. I wonder if that cut out. I'm here. Hi. <laughs> and the man who is glad we're able to record this week because I'm looking at my calendar and somebody has a birthday. That is also Dave play. I don't have a birthday. On Monday? I already had a birthday. Yes, on Monday. No, you had your birthday. Yes. Both of your kids had their birthdays. And I'm pretty sure Kate's had her birthday, right? Her birthday's in December. Something, for some reason, I want to say it's in October. Nope. December. December. Okay, so Kate's got a little bit yet for her birthday. Yes. I have a birthday. Yes. And a work anniversary. Oh. Because I started in September. So there's both birthday and work anniversary. I was going to say, I had, let's see, my my old work anniversary was right around my birthday, but that was the old job. The new job was May Mm -hmm. 1st. So still have almost up to six months. Almost there. No? Yay. Congratulations. Five plus six is 11. Yes. I've already done three. You're two months off. Yes. So really, you've you've been there for four months. It's been a quarter of a year. Yes. Or third of a year. A third of a year. Four months is a third of the year. Right. Yes. Yes, I have a birthday. Yes. Coming up. Well, happy early birthday, which is funny because by the time this episode is posted, it will be... It will be after my birthday. After your birthday, yes. I got a birthday gift already. Ooh. I got a Pokemon Go Plus Plus. A what? So, there's a game, Pokemon Go. Yes, I think I've heard of it. There was a device called a Pokemon Go Plus. Yes, that was the little handheld, the thing that, like, clipped to your belt. Right. And it was was literally the words, Pokemon Go Plus. And the word plus. Yes. Well, recently they came out with a better version of it, which is called the Pokemon Go Plus Plus. It's got a little plus sign at the end of it. (laughs) So is this one automatically catch Pokemon as well? It does. Ooh. And spin stops. Nice. I caught a lot of Pokemon today. I today took my kids to Home Depot for their kid workshop. Ooh. Yep. What was covered in the kid workshop at Home Depot? Uh, This month's craft was a microscope. They made a microscope? Well, basically, they made something that looked like a microscope, and it has um, five little slots in it, and you are given a magnifying glass that fit in those slots so you can change the magnification depending on where the magnifying glass sits. Interesting. So it's a very rudimentary microscope in that it's just a magnifying glass in a stand. But they made it. Yes. Like they they constructed a thing. Yes. Well, Megan painted and used a hammer. um, That's a scary thought. (laughs) Hey, she's actually pretty good with the hammer. It doesn't make it less scary. What's funny, though, is um, I 
have I told you about the, the geocaching that the Portage Parks Department is doing? No. Okay, so the Portage Parks, every other month, they have a small, they set up a couple of geocache points in their parks. There's about eight mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. And they have a theme. Like, uh, four months ago, it was rocks. Um, two, mi- two months ago was uh, bogs. And then this last month was um, bugs. And so they would, you know, you would have a little guide and it would, you know, say, hey, you know, talking about this bug, wonder what bug this is going to be. And then they would give you the GPS coordinates just like a geocache. And it was a little geocache box that you would have to find. And, you know, once you found all the things, you bring them back to the parks office and they give you a little prize. And Interesting. Um, the prize was because uh, I gave Isaac got it with the rocks one, and it was actually a geode that you could smash. Oh, fun! Yeah, and like crack open. Yep, crack open your own geode, and and so they had extra ones, and so Megan got one too because she did it this Aww. time. So yes, we gave Megan an actual hammer and just pointed at this rock, and we're just like Megan smash. <laughs> She didn't know what to do. do? Well, she was very timid at first, and then we had Isaac do his, because he got another one. And so, you know, he, like, really whacked it, and it smashed open. Then she's like, oh, and then figured it out. (laughs) Oh, my God, that's adorable. Yeah, so she's... Also still terrifying. Yeah, but, you know, she's, she's, uh... She, she's, you know, hey, if Isaac can do it, I can do it too. And I'm just like, well, sometimes he's also got a couple of years on you. So yeah, a little bit of mass. Yep. But some, she definitely wants to try. Yep. Oh, I haven't told you I got another mystery beverage. Oh, God damn it. There it is. Yep. All right. What do you got? Pepsi pineapple. Do you even like pineapple? Yes, I love pineapple. Okay. Pepsi smells, pineapple. Yes, it is a Little Caesars exclusive. I was I was in there now, you know, I was getting my pizza. I, I feel like you have to get it with a Hawaiian pizza. Yeah, then. so that's what exactly what I did. It was my uh it was my birthday. Yeah. And on our birthday we always You've you've been sitting on this since the middle of July? Yes. I have been sitting on this and then we decided to take a two month vacation. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yes, sorry has, about that. It's been sitting in my fridge. I was like, "Oh, sweet, we'll be able to do this." And then Dave's like, "Yeah, we're not going to be recording next week or the week after." Or week after, and then we're on vacation, and then I'm on vacation. I may have, yeah. It's been busy. I went to Ren Fair last week. Wisconsin has a Ren Fair. Yeah. It just finished. Actually, uh, it just finished. This is their last Ah. Uh, look up the Bristol Renaissance Fair. I'm not sure about this pineapple Pepsi. Like, it's, oh, I'm not sure, even though it actually does contain 1% juice. So there's actual pineapple juice in here. Yeah. It's just been so long since I've drank an actual Pepsi because Kate doesn't like Pepsi, so we we don't have it in the house. And I like Coke better anyway, so. 
Bristol Renaissance Fair. In other news, there is a Bristol stool chart. Stool as in the thing you sit on or the thing that comes out of you? The thing that comes out of you. Well, that's not. That is, that is, that is not. A little weird. It was developed by the Bristol Royal Infirmary in Bristol, England. Uh Uh-huh. So not Wisconsin, but England, Bristol. That's not what we're looking for. No. Oh, wow. That's a fancy building there. Are they, are those buildings up like year round? Yeah. Wow. The fair is not active year round, but like the fairground is the fairground all year. That is fancy. Wow. Okay. So I, okay. I give you props on this one. That looks nice. Yeah, it's huge. That it looks, is absolutely huge. Yeah. That looks super fun. So, okay. Theme weekends and pub crawl. <laughs> Steampunk weekend. Say that again. Is there more than just one pub there? Oh, yes. There are many. Now, they're all selling like bottled beverages, I think. But like, yeah, there's a bunch. They had this year, they had Steampunk weekend, Marketplace weekend, Cottagecore weekend, Pirate weekend, and Rencon. (laughs) Oh, they offer mead and gluten-free cider. At the pub crawl? Yep. Huh. God, that's fall's coming up, which means I'm going to get some cider. I thought for a second we were going to say, like, that means I'm getting to Ren Fair. I'm like, Andy, you don't go to Ren Fair. No, I've been to one Renaissance Fair. There is one in Michigan, and in fact, it should be starting, like, now, because they time the fairs to be not overlapping. Well, yeah, because that would make sense. It's just like um, the the Home Depot has a kids workshop. The Lowe's also has a kids workshop, and they are they alternate every other weekend. Well, basically so every that other you weekend can go from one to the other. The first the first Saturday is Home Depot, and I think Lowe's is either the third Saturday or the third Sunday or something like that. They just purposely have you know <laughs> made sure that they are not overlapping. So yes, I, I understand, you know, not wanting to, you know, overlap and cause problems for everybody. Right. So it's been a while, Andy. Yes, yes it has. We we took a little hiatus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to the west coast of Michigan where I hung out on a hammock for a week and it was amazing. And then I went back to visit my parents and then I went to go hang out with you in Manistee for a week, and it was amazing. And then I came back to Madison, and then I went to Renfair, and that was amazing. And UGM was in there somewhere. So it was a good week, good month, two months, month and a half. When did this start? Did I leave in July? I think I left in July. And I was gone for like half of, not even half, like a, a quarter of July and most of August. Yeah, our last episode, the page says it was created on July 22nd. So, And that was, like, right before I left. Mm-hmm. Which was funny that the random topic was, what well, is your favorite part about traveling out of the state you live in? But I do believe we talked about that, but I can't remember because that was so long ago. It was a long time ago. 
Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was a great vacation. I feel refreshed and recharged. And you're just back in time for a uh, long weekend vacation. Woo! What was that? That was me forgetting that I still had my audio on because I was watching Isaac on my phone. Somebody sent me a link. And of course, I see. You clicked the link. Yes. Mm. Now move on back to Excuse Isaac me. so I don't do that again. Okay. I have, I, I have links, or rather, you have links that you posted. Mm-hmm. There's a fair number of them. Yeah. Should we talk through some of them? or Sure. Do you want to start in space or on Earth? I want to start in mud. <laughs> Which one? There's two of them, actually. There's two mud topics. Andy, we don't talk about mud on this show enough. No, we don't. Mud. Clearly. Like, I... Ugh. So, uh, the Tough Mudder... Yes. ...is a endurance race, um, I guess is what you could classify it as. It's one of the obstacle course races. Right. So, like, the well, Warrior like, how Dash... How you classify that kind of race? Well, um, Warrior Dash, Spartan Run, Tough Mudders, um, they're basically... It's an outdoor... Most of them are 5K, some of them are longer, but it's a 5K with obstacles like put in there. walls to yeah, climb. Yeah, like walls and, and like rope ladders. And, yep. Um, the, uh, so like it's, it's fitness, but it's also like a mental endurance, right? Cause you've got, you're going to be there. You're going to be like, Oh my God, I have to do this. Oh my God, I have to do that. Like, Oh, what the fuck is that? Well, I've, and, I've done, I've done one. I did. Yeah. I did a warrior dash up in Flint. Um, I don't remember when it was, it was a long time ago. Um, and it, it started out fine. It was like, okay, you're just running. It's a trail run. 5k and then you know so you're running on the trail and all of a sudden um they just put a bunch of junked cars in the middle of the trail so you had to basically parkour over these cars while you're running and then they had um rope ladders and balance beams and you know crawling tunnels um towards the end they had um fire they had actual like uh, a, a line of fire pits basically or just a Flames. big fire like a fire trough out of the side of my head so you had to jump over the fire and then you turn the corner and there was just this giant mud pit right at the end yep and they had uh barbed wire there so you had to keep ducking under the barbed wire so you had to keep diving basically into the mud um in order to get through. Um, I did it actually, uh, I, di- I basically did it blind. <laughs> um, cause I still had my glasses at the time and I was up there. And as I was basically, you know, in the starting area, like somehow somebody had talked about how they had broken their glasses the last time they did that. And I'm just like, Oh shit, I don't want that. So I, I think I gave Kate my glasses, and it was me and Catherine, and I think Beth did it as well, but it was me and Catherine running together on this one, basically because I couldn't see, so I was just trying to follow her the whole time. 
<laughs> like, please let me, like... Yes, it was basically just like... Don't let me die. Just like, Cat, I'm going to follow your shoes, and we'll just go from there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, if I remember correctly, somebody tried to dive into the mud head first, and um, broke their collarbone, if I remember correctly. I was going to say, like, mud, it, it's not a... Fluid. No, it's a very I, non-Newtonian fluid most times. Yeah, if you hit, I mean, it doesn't work in the same way as like Ublek. Yep. Where it's, it's like it is solid if you hit it with a hammer. No, but, but it's, it's still, not far behind. No. So what was this person thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Pete, especially since the crowd is right there, like you know, like trying to cheer you on. Yeah. And. Crunch. Yep. Did not go well. <clears throat> nope. I can but, imagine not. Uh, at least um, they didn't get a, um out- infectious outbreak at the one I went to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with a rather nasty little bug. So at, at a recent Tough Mudder. In, out in California. It, like it's a traveling race, right? Yes. Like it's not one race. It's a race that goes to a bunch of different places. They set up the obstacle course. Um, but in Sonoma, California, a lot of people are getting sick. And they're like, ah, oh, that's really odd that like all these people are getting sick and all have this commonality of having been at this event. Oh, there was like a bacteria in the mud. Yep. I think this is, I think, I swear. Hold on, let me Warrior Dash Outbreak 2023 Runners so uh, Also okay. this year No, no, sorry, 2013 Okay, 10 years ago Yes, 10 years ago A Tough Mudder event at the Michigan International Speedway Had uh, more than 200 runners contract a gastronomic intestinal illness hmm. What, Listeria? Um, symptoms of the norovirus, it looks like. Oh, that's no fun. Yes. So, yeah, no, 10, 10 years ago, 200 runners in Michigan contracted some sort of illness at a Tough mutter, And it turns out, here we are, 10 years later, now we're up to 300 people getting. Yeah. Post pandemic, yeah. So this is uh, this is this is why I d- I don't do those races. I did it once and went, hey, that was something. This wait, this is why you don't do those races, really? I I did one and I said, nope. You know that was it was a big rage back then. I still have the medal downstairs. Yeah. It's very small. It shows you how early in the system I was. It's funny you can see like the evo- if you look at my racing medals it's literally 10 years of racing medals down there. And you look down there and you see how small they are when they started. And then by the end of 10 years, they're freaking massive. Yeah. Cause everybody wants the bling and it's just hilarious. Just to and look at that. Wants so one up the other races. Yep. And- there was one, I don't remember where it was at, but it was the anniversary of Apollo eight. And it was some metal that no joke had the earth and the moon on it. And it had, a little command module that was built in a figure eight track on the metal. Mm-hmm. So you could actually have 
the command module do loops around the earth and the moon in a figure eight fashion. I'm just looking at it going okay, like that's that's hilarious. Like that that's your I running like that. metal. I like that, but my god, the cost. Yeah. The cost. That must have made the race even more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um on the plus side, this this bacterium is apparently resistant to some classic antibiotics like penicillin, but is susceptible to uh, some of the more common modern antibiotics. Oh, good. So at least there's that. I wonder, like, what sort of investigation happens into that? Like, what is what is the likelihood that this was just a random, hey, the mud had bacteria because mud's got bacteria, and it just happened that this one was, like, a little worse? Versus, like, someone seeded the mud. Oh, jeez. I hope nobody would do that. That would just be ridiculous i mean it would be bioterrorism is what yeah it would be. that was um like i think the book outbreak had that if i remember correctly it's been so long since i read yeah. that book which of course the book has like nothing to do with the movie yeah i was seeing some um some very strong viewpoints from channels that i respect that what we have done with like CRISPR and Cas9 and the availability of it would have been akin to like shipping uranium and plutonium. Like it's only a matter of time that that you can freely buy this stuff and the equipment to do this stuff. I I don't know. Yep. Uh there's a topic that just came to mind that has nothing to do with anything on our list, and maybe we'll come back to it. Burning Man, more mud. Yes. So not what you expect at Burning Man. Doesn't Burning Man take place in a desert? Yes, in Utah. No, Nevada. Nevada. Nevada sorry, one of those out there. Yeah, out in Nevada. Just one of them Western states. Yes. Uh do do Utah and Nevada even touch? I think, isn't Arizona yes. in the way? No. No? Utah is above... Oh, okay. Sure enough, Utah and Nevada share a very large border. Yes, it's a very... I was putting Nevada further south. I'm not sure why. So I was like, yeah, no, Nevada. <laughs> okay, so where is Black Rock? Where's, can I just Google Maps Burning Man? I can. It is in Burning Man, Nevada. Oh, I love it. The road names are 12 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 3 o'clock, and 6 o'clock. And all the radial roads are named like 2, 2.30, 3, 3.30, 4, 4.35. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. This is such a weird, effed up activity. Which, according to some of the longtime people who have been there, it's not what it used to be. You know, it used to be the whole culture thing there. Now it's a lot of the tech bros coming out there. Oh, it's everyone from Silicon Valley. Yep. Going out to Burning Man for like tech demos and Well no, just to just, you know, basically let off steam pot. pretty much and other drugs. Have sex. That too. It's you know, it's it's tech bros and then uh social media folks. There's a large number of private jets coming in. If I remember correctly there. Seems weird. Yeah. <laughs> Burning man and private jets. You're like, um, you know, luxury s, uh, luxury RVs, people building domes with uh, air conditioning in them. 
It's basically uh, I mean, creating their own air-conditioned pods, which makes sense because Burning Man, I think last year, reached 103 degrees. Oh, God, the streets are alphabetical, too. I love it. And they're all mythical animals. Oh, my God, Andy, the streets here are amazing. So you have, a, like, the camp is set around the, the center, right? So there's mm-hmm. a central piece. They have radial roads going off from that that are to the, the like, hours on a clock. And the the inscribed roads, the roads that are, are circles that are going from the inside to the outside, are a fank, Bigfoot, Chupacabra, Dingbat, Encantado, Frogsbat, Grootslang, Hodag, Igopogo, Jackalope, and Kraken. Like, this is a really well laid out, for, for what it is, this is a super well laid out road structure. Yeah, and the fact that it literally just basically everything, they bring in everything and take everything out with them. Yeah. So they, they design this whole thing and set it all up just for Burning Man. And then they're, you know, supposed to, on Sunday, you know, burn the Tear man. everything down. Yeah. And then on uh, Monday, <laughs> everything's supposed to end. They turn everything down and go away. The only problem is, is this weekend has been more rain than they've ever seen before. Probably, like, combined. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, Burning Man has closed its entrance as, and its exits gates and told its approximately 73,000 73, attendees um, to basically, leave. you can't leave, and you might want to conserve your food and fuel because reopening could be days away. Wow. Wow. Just, Wow. I'm looking at these pictures and like, oops. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of mud. So it happens when sand and dirt get really wet and have nowhere to go. Organizers have banned all non-emergency driving. And like Wonder- people who go to Burning Man, aside from the tech bros, like are going to get away from stuff. So they're not bringing equipment. Right? Like, a bunch of them barely bringing clothes. Yes. And people are just, like, stuck. Mm-hmm. Wow. Toilets have not been emptied for over 24 hours. Because they need vehicles to come and empty all the porter potties Yeah. Holy crap. I hope everyone there is okay. Oh, alright, so here's a topic that is, is related. Fire Festival. Yeah, that Do you one, remember the fire was, festival? That had, it was literally just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Or went down at in like flames. like some Caribbean island and like people were trapped there. And yes. the like gourmet meals was like a burger patty. Mm-hmm. Well, in the next episode of People Have No Memory. Oh, no. Uh, fire festival too. No. No, don't. Don't. Yeah. Yeah. Fire Festival 2 tickets have gone on sale. From the same organizer. Nope. Just, just don't. Right, like, how? How can you be so oblivious? Like, oh, Fire Festival, that sounds really fun. Like, how did you miss that? There were two documentaries on this festival and about how it was a complete fraud. Just nope. Just no, just run away. Go away. 
stop, drop, yep. and roll away. <laughs> <laughs> the first hundred tickets went on sale and are currently sold out, according to the website. Now, whether or not that's actually true, I don't know. Because organizer McFarland, dude, is an absolute con artist. Oh, please don't. No, they're calling it FF. This is FF2. There is an FF2. It's Final Fantasy 2. Don't take that. Don't try to steal that. Oh my god, this whole thing reeks of scam. No, just just don't. Right? Like, why? Why would you think about that? Why would you think to do that? All right. Uh, also on the topic of scams, what's going on with Apple? <laughs> um, the uh, Apple Fall event is going to be happening on the 12th. Yes, on September 12th. Mm-hmm. They're calling it Wonderlust. Isn't the term Wanderlust? Like, is there a term Wonderlust? Well, Wonderlust is a play on the word <laughs> Wanderlust. So, um, Wanderlust yeah, is the like I can't settle down and have to keep going somewhere, right? It is a lust for wandering. So, what is it? It's not necessarily a good thing. Like, it's it's got a relatively negative connotation, doesn't it? Yes. So, what is Wonderlust? I I don't know. Someone at Apple who thinks they're being cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we okay. could see the uh, the new iPhone, especially. The big question is, are they going to announce it with a USB-C? They have to for Europe. Well, they, that's the question is, okay, are they going to announce it just for USB-C just for Europe or USB-C as a common charging standard across all iPhone 15 oh, series? Oh, no, no. They are almost certainly going to... I, I think they will almost certainly keep the U.S. on their own stuff. Would you like to hear why? Why? So it would be cheaper for them to just have the one model mm-hmm. that is USB-C, Europe, and the U.S. So, of course, like you start thinking, well, like, well, why would they go with the more expensive? Because they sell the connectors. It's the Gillette sales model. Not quite, because they're not exactly giving away the Prazer. No, that's true. They're not really giving away an iPhone. But they're still going to make more money. If they do the math, they're going to make more money selling the connectors than they would save switching to USB-C. So, yeah, so we'll see. They'll probably announce the new iPhone 15, probably new Apple Watches, and maybe an update on the Vision Pro. We'll see. Ooh, as I said, speaking of scams. (laughs) Yeah, man. Vision Pro is such vaporware. Yeah. So let's see what else we got going on. Um, There is going to be an increase in price for the PlayStation Plus. For literally the, the wait, the PlayStation Plus, that's the, that's their online subscription thing. Yes. Okay. It's going to happen, begin on September 6th. The older costs of let's see PlayStation Plus essential 12 month was 59.99 PlayStation Plus mm-hmm. extra was 99.99 and the PlayStation Plus premium was <laughs> 119.99 the new prices are 79.99 
$134.99 and $159.99. So that's what, uh, 20, um, 35 and 40. Yep. I can do math. I swear. (laughs) So yeah, so that's a possible extra $40 a year for the PlayStation plus service, which is, you know, coming on the, the steps of, I think back in what June Xbox says they were increasing the price of the Xbox game pass. Say that again. The Xbox, the Xbox subscription one, that went up in price recently too, right? Yes, I think so. How much did that go up in price? Past increase. Let's see. Oh, it went up a dollar a month. That's not too bad. No. But yes, back in June, they have they said that they were going to increase the price. So Xbox said, hey, we're going to increase the price. And now, no surprise, Sony says, hey, we're going to increase the price <laughs> on ours as well, which... It's kind of, you know, not surprising because most of the time right. the, the prices for these subscription services was a loss leader. So these the, the prices for subscription services basically were not able to maintain themselves. Yep. So they're just raising the price, not giving you anything extra. Nope. Just raising the price. Well, that's unfortunate. Sony said in the announcement that this price adjustment will enable us to continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits to your PlayStation Plus subscription service. Oh, so I should go on to, like, Amazon and buy a bunch of the, the subscription cards. If you can do that. Can you do that right now or no? Looking right now. PlayStation Plus digital code. Uh, one year subscription PlayStation Plus membership for $79.99. That's the new price, isn't it? Yeah. They have already updated it. Well, these are all third-party sellers, so... Yep. Yeah, all oh, I'm seeing yeah. is on the Sony storefront, it looks like it is just network store currency cards. So no actual... Yeah. No year subscription cards. Nope. Should have knew I should have bought those like four years ago. <laughs> I was looking at because they were on sale, and I'm like, I could just buy like six of these, and I'm set. Well, di- I have to tell you about this. This is not on our topic list, um, but the iFit, iFit is changing their membership levels, which is what mm-hmm. I have for my um, for the treadmill, and um, they're getting rid of some of their. Um, some of their tier levels on stuff there. And they are also making it so um, some of the older cards that you would buy, you could buy the cards that are like one-year subscription cards. That's actually what came with my treadmill was a card that was a one-year subscription to iFit. They have disabled some of those older cards, so you actually have to call them up and speak to an actual person in order to get the card activated. So they have to like verify a whole bunch of stuff. It's it's just a bit ridiculous, mm-hmm. which now I'm just signing into their website just to see what the new family, family, family. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a gift card activation code or promo code? Oh, look at that. You have to call us. <laughs> Gee, I wonder what that would be for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've, um, dropped, they've dropped the individual user code. I don't know. What else do we want to talk about, Andy? Well, there's a couple of space topics. Space? Uh, yep. Well, let's see. Um, Starship. 
They did a second hot fire test of the Starship rocket, and they have said that all 33 Raptor engines ignited during the test and that all but two of them ran for the full six-second duration. That's promising, although why did the two of them not? Yep. I'm sure someone at SpaceX is, is looking into that. Yep. At least I really hope they are. So basically they've done the, the hot fire test, so everything appears to be ready. So basically, all once again, we are waiting for the FAA for um, approval. Mm-hmm. Basically, which has still been reviewing the mishap investigation report from the last launch. Well, I mean, they just submitted the mishap investigation report not too long ago. That was like a week or two ago. I think so. So it's when they submitted the final one. Yeah. So yeah, as soon as they get the as soon as they get the okay from the FAA, it looks like everything physically is all set and ready to go. Okay. So so we might see a launch in the next month or so. Month two probably tops. It all it all okay. depends on the government. So yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see, Crew 7 made it up to the ISS, so that's, once again, another <laughs> launch of the Crew Dragon Yay. spacecraft, and we're still waiting on, uh, Boeing to get the test flight up there. So, there's that. Um, somebody, remember how SpaceX, for a bit, wanted to try and catch the fairings, right? They came off the Falcon 9 rockets? Yes. And they had the boats, and they tried to catch them on the nets, and it was... And then they said, like, this is not working. Yes. Yeah. What about it? Well, it's um, basically they decided, rather than trying to, you know, to have fairings on these uh, fairings, not fairings, mm-hmm. um, airfoils, that's what I'm thinking of. Airfoils and everything to try and steer itself, and they had the boats that were trying to catch them on the big nets. Right. <clears throat> Um, they basically just realized, though, this guy had just talked about it at a, at a, um, the, the process of it. He's like, well, it turns out the fairings are basically just like a big boat. They float pretty well. Right. But the, the point was he didn't want them to get in contact with seawater. Yes. So they, they were like, asking. We know it's they like, float. Yeah. So they were asking, it's like, well, do we really need to catch them? So they moved some of the more sensitive parts to higher up on the edge of the fairing. Mm-hmm. So even if the fairing takes on a bit of water, the fairing electronics were able to survive. And so they just let it float. Yes. But like I thought that the fairing itself, they didn't want it to get um, wet. That like you, you didn't want the, the metal, the metallic surface to come in contact with the seawater. Well, they, I, I think it was more along the lines of the electronics that were the problems. Because, according to them now, um, their success rate of recovery for the fairings is now at 99% success. Sweet. And their problem is now is that um, they now have more fairings than they have space. Oh, no. (laughs) They did too good at recovering them. Yes. We have more fairings than we have space. Fairings are a thing we don't even come close to talking about when it's time for launch. They're always ready. No problem. So they were, right, they're able then. to recover the fairings, which is great because what Elon's, orig- Elon's original thing was like, what, six million bucks falling from the sky? Why wouldn't you mm-hmm. try and recover that? So yeah, it's like, oh, rather than trying to make it complicated, we'll just make it simple. And now we don't have a problem with that anymore. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, good for them. Also, did I see that SpaceX is profitable? Yes. 
the uh, what was it last quarter? I think they actually were in the black. Mm-hmm. Yep, SpaceX turned a profit during the first quarter during due to surging revenue. Uh, first quarter profit of fifty five million dollars. Granted, they've lost nine hundred and sixty eight million in twenty twenty one and five hundred and fifty nine million in twenty twenty two, so a profit of fifty five million is still, you know Hey, it's still a profit. Yes, that is true. The the numbers are trending in the right direction. So Yep. Profit's a profit. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much debt you have, as long as the profit outweighs the interest, you're good. You will remain solvent. So let's see what else we got going on. Um, oh, this is a weird one. So Bethesda released Starfield, right? Today, right? Or yesterday? Very recently. Very recently. Um, it turns out basically none of the media in the UK mm-hmm. were able mm-hmm. to get any sort of review copies before launch. Oops. So most U.S. I mean, sites was an American company. So yeah. like, most U.S. sites seem to have review copies, but it was specifically the U.K. that had been denied. I wonder. Oh, really? Yeah, Eurogamer. You think it's the Guardian yeah. and Edge all yeah. specifically came out and said, um, "We'd love to tell you about this game, but we haven't that gotten a copy like of a it low yet." Low blow. So here's the thing. Bethesda is a Microsoft company. Microsoft is trying to acquire another company, and the UK is a holdup on that. So is this Microsoft just being like, hey, we're going to screw over your country as in like a bunch of microaggressions until you let us do this? I have no proof of this. I'm, I'm posing this as a, like, I hope this is not the case. I don't know. I'm trying to read the Euro Gamer article on this as well. See if if what there's an explanation. Mm-hmm. There isn't going to be an explanation. Oh, here we go. An hour after publication of this blog from Eurogamer saying, "Hey, we haven't gotten our Starfield review thing." Eurogamer mm-hmm. was provided Starfield review code by Bethesda. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Well, a little late, guys. Yep. Game's already out. Have you heard anything about? Starfield yet? Well, it's got like bugs, but what else is new? It's a Bethesda game. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like, yeah, it's a Bethesda game. It's got bugs. You you don't buy a Bethesda game on on opening day unless you're like expecting bugs. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> Random article on here says the fact that Bethesda hired the creator of a Skyrim clutter mod to design Starfield's lighting and clutter. What? Well, to make the the world seem, you know, lived in. Yeah. I guess there was a mod for Skyrim, which, you know, adds all kinds of hyper-realistic lived-in clutter. Okay. And And someone's porting that to Starfield? Well, no, Bethesda hired the guys. Oh, To just add clutter to the game. We like how messy all your stuff looks. We'd like you to come work for us. I mean, there is clutter, like, in the world. Yep. No, I'm looking at this room right now. I should have yep. just hired Isaac and Megan and just... <laughs> like, we just need kids. Yep. 
All right, kids, here's the stuff. Just randomly start clicking on the screen. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, all right. So last last topic before we switch out to the randoms. Sure. Yeah. So Labor Day weekend. This weekend. Yes. Um, the New York City Police Department has announced plans to m- put drones in the air over Labor Day weekend to monitor backyard parties that could get out of hand. That seems a little big brothery. Yep. If a call, according to uh, assistant NYPD commissioner said at a recent press conference, if a caller states there's a large crowd, a large party in a backyard, we're going to be utilizing our assets to go up and go check on the party. Yeah, that's, um, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with this. No. City data reveals that drones were used for public safety or emergencies just four times in 2022, but so far this year they have been deployed 124 times. NYPD, why? I I don't know. And of course, really, are backyard parties really? That's that's the hill you want to use your drones on? Holiday parties I over guess Labor so. Day. What's the I drone gonna do so. if it is a party that is out of hand? Are you going to have to? I mean, it's just cameras, right? They just have cameras everywhere. They just have cameras, so I. So they're just going to have cameras everywhere. Like, so if if there is a problem, so then they're going to send the cop who probably should have just gone there in the first place. Well, but the cop wouldn't have known. Yeah, I don't know. Yes, this this is feels a little very big brothery. Yeah. SAG-AFTRA announces it is seeking authorization for a second strike against video game companies. Well then, this just gets better. Yep. I do have to say, though, this has given me a chance to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) Going through Netflix going, hey, I haven't seen that. Let me start watching that. I'm currently actually, no joke, watching Morbius right now. Why? Because I wanted to see how bad it was. How bad is it, Andy? Oh, it's it's bad. I do have to say though, Matt Smith just yes, he he can play a bad guy so well. Yes, which you know is, makes me makes me very good at that. Makes me really interested to see how he is how he was with Doctor Who. Granted, I mean his Doctor like saves a lot of lives, but is. Definitely not a good person. Have you not seen any of the Matt Smith Doctor Who episodes? I haven't seen actually any Doctor Who episodes, which is funny because I've seen literally all of the Torchwood episodes. Okay. Uh, you don't have time. <laughs> oh, you mean so I don't have time? I was about to, to say, well, you should really start back with like Christopher Eccleston when they did the full re not reboot, but like the restart of Doctor Who after having it be off air for so many years. Cause like Eccleston really kind of brings the universe back into focus. And then you get David Tennant, who just is this really like zany doctor. Uh, yeah, and then you get Matt Tennant. Smith, who is this like troubled doctor. Like Matt Smith is what has, is the doctor after shit has gone wrong. And then you get the, the like special where it was, both of them, because you know time travel shenanigans. Yep. Right. See, they're on How the fifteenth Doctor now. Yes. 
depending on how you count, they're on the doctor after Jodie Foster. Yep. It gets a little messy because Matt Smith was the 11th doctor, but like technically the 12th because there was another secret doctor in there. (laughs) And then there was, what's his name? The older guy who did a really good job. Shit. What was his name? There was the John Hurt Doctor, but that was for a special. Oh, uh, Peter... uh, Peter Peter Capaldi. Yes. Thank you. I just needed the first name. I saw the face and I was like, oh, it's it's that guy. Oh, yeah, it's him. Yeah. We watched the producers last night. Which version? 1969 version. Nice. So, Andy, what's the... What's the... um, Key song, really the only song from the original producers. <laughs> well, the only song I think from the original producers is Springtime for Hitler, right? Right. Springtime yeah. for Hitler in Germany, right? Yeah. I had never thought about this until last night, watching the producers and watching Springtime for Hitler and thinking about like, wait a minute, this came out in the late 60s. That was 20 years. We'll be generous. 25 years after World War II. There would be people watching that technically in that universe who would have most likely been in World War II. Not to mention the people who went to the movie theater. Yes, when Who it came had been out. in World War II. Yeah. This would be like someone making a comedy based on the two towers. Yeah. Like the, the, the World Trade Center, like in two years. Mm-hmm. And and be like, we should make the worst play in the world. I know, the Taliban and the Two Towers. Yeah, no, that's... Yeah. Right? Like, there's there's some weird shit about this movie. Mm-hmm. Only Mel Brooks, man. Only Mel Brooks. Movie definitely does not pass the Bechtel test. There are, like, two women who have speaking roles. Yep. So, should we uh should we hit the sure. randoms? Yeah. All right. It is my random review. Uh let me find it again. It's an app that I have actually been using with Isaac recently. Math crossword. Not sure how I found it, but I did. Okay. It is it's a, basically a crossword design, but it's math problems. It's um isn't there like a Sudoku sort of thing like this? That uh, the Ken Ken. Yes, I was trying to remember which one it was. There's so many different math and number puzzles out there, but it's basically yeah, you're just given a grid that's partially filled out, and you're given a list of numbers at the bottom, and your goal is to put the numbers in the boxes so all the math problems make sense for the whole crossword puzzle grid, and it's. It's pretty straightforward. There's addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. And the uh, the easy ones are very easy. The uh, the expert ones, which is the top level, are um, taking some. They take some logic to to figure out because it's like okay, you know, if x plus y equals z, and the next line is like z minus something else equals something else. It's like okay, you know. You have to, you know, this one has to be bigger than that one because it's a subtraction, you know, puzzle. And they don't have negatives. They don't have negatives. I presume. Yes. No, I haven't seen a negative number yet. So. Okay. It's it's fun. They have, you know, daily challenges. 
but this is, you know, it's, I, it's, it's kind of surprising how much Isaac is actually learning on this one. And I forgot that I have That's my sound cool. on still. Yep. Pop. Yep. There are, um, ads after every level. Uh, it's six bucks to remove the ads. Are you going to? Um, well, we normally only play the daily challenge and maybe another game at the end because it takes Isaac about eight to ten minutes to do the hard and the expert levels. Um, mm-hmm. So we can normally only get about two two levels done. So, oh no, I see one ad, which for some odd reason has recently been a lot of Hearthstone ads. Oh no. <laughs> it's like, hey, play Hearthstone. I'm like, I already did today. <laughs> But yeah, no, if you just want a simple little, you know, math puzzle game, you know, the easy and okay. the medium are going to be, like I said, Isaac can do the easy problems on his own. So the easy is super easy, but the the hard and the expert levels are actually, you know, take me some time to do. So, yeah, it's a fun little How is app. this compared to Nerdle? Oh, Nerdle was the Wordle with the math problems, right? Yep. Um... Well, these these are very short math problems. So I've seen only a couple of times where it's more than just three three numbers. Okay. So the the nerdle was hard because it was freaking you know possibly you know four or five variables in there, right? Yeah. This is like I said. This either could be like something plus something equals something, or something minus something equals something, or. There was there was a there was one where it was actually something minus something plus something equals something. So I, there was actually one time where I saw something that was longer than just one addition or one subtraction or one division. So I feel like this would be easier. It's just it's more complicated because it's a crossword grid, and so sometimes you have to figure out the right order to figure out the the problems in, and then you know sometimes you'll have to kind of guess and check. Because if it's a multiplication or an addition, it doesn't matter what the order is. It could be, you know, A times B equals C, or it could be B times A equals C. Right. So you have to figure out which one is which. So I like it. Like I said, fun, easy, simple. Okay. And teaching, apparently. And teaching, yes. I'm very surprised at the amount of math that Isaac understands, basically. Good job building number sense. Yeah. Well, granted, it was the frickin' number blocks that really got him. Nice. Yeah. You have a kid. Number blocks, alpha blocks, and now color blocks. Speaking of British television, these were all based off of British programming. It's like Megan. Mm-hmm. Megan is understanding addition right now. Nice. And she's not even four years old. So it's just like, it's one of the things that's like, I kind of feel bad sometimes when they're on their tablets, but then, you know... Megan is watching Blaze, the monster machine, talk about, you know, adhesion. (laughs) So, all right. So, random topic. Rolled ahead of time. What is your favorite moment in the last 10 years? 10 years. So, 2013. Yes, 2013, which is... September of 2013 to now. Which... My did, favorite moment. Did I even start working at Midwest in, I think I started in 2013 at Midwest. September 4th, 2016. Probably around 7 p.m., 6 p.m. 
Probably closer to 6 p.m. That was the year of the land raft. <laughs> oh, the land raft. And by saying that, and September 4th of that year, do you remember what happened? Mm-hmm. I remember. Nope, that makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with that. <clears throat> I proposed, for, yep. for those of you who don't know. Uh, September 4th is my birthday. I proposed on my birthday in Manistee, on the beach, on the shore of Lake Michigan, which Lake Michigan has always had a lot of meaning to Laura, so I figured I'd do it there. I did it with my close friends, because that has meaning to me, uh, and it was a lot of fun. And I surprised literally everyone there. And then Brendan and Julie announced that they were getting a divorce, like, that same night. Hey, look at that. I found the pictures of us trying to blow up that raft. Yep. And trying to think of the last 10 years, though, because I think I was still, we were still in the apartment 10 years ago, because I think we moved out of the apartment in 2016. So yeah, it was 2013. I think I had just started at Midwest. So, you know, trying to think back 10 years ago, my life was... Very different. Entirely different. Yeah, different place of living, different job, no kids. It, it's, oof, it's literally a world of difference that long ago. So yeah, trying to find a favorite <clears throat> moment out of that, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a hard question for you. Because <laughs> it... Literally anything and everything. You know, it wasn't. You know, it wasn't my favorite moment of the last ten years. A lot of things. Uh, COVID. Yeah. Sure. Trump getting elected. Yeah, that. I mean, there's there's been a lot of crap in the last ten years. Yeah, that's true. But that's not what the prompt was. The prompt was what is the favorite favorite memory in the last ten years? In the last ten years. And I'm not going to hold you to, to, like, actually answering that. That would be cruel. Yeah, that would... It's You have two kids who are both less than ten years old. Yep. And, you know, two new jobs and the new house. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's way different than any... It, it's it's almost impossible. So, I'm sorry, but I can't. Right. No, that's... You're, you're totally okay. I'm not um, going to press you on that one. I'm going to say we should wrap this up because I'm exhausted. Yes. And I should probably uh, go to sleep. Go to bed. Yes. Well, it's good to hear from you again, Dave. Good to hear from you, Andy. We should Um, do this more often. I know. Should should we do this next week? I I think so. We should probably check check this out next week. Okay. Well, on that bit of news, uh, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>